This is the Village Church Q&A podcast, where our goal is to create digital, shareable, and helpful content to make disciples who will go, grow, and overcome. Hey, Village Church. Welcome back to the Village Church Q&A podcast. Pastor Tim and Pastor Michael are here with you. We're doing Easter questions this week, and we are thankful that you're here joining us today. Pastor Michael, here's our question for today. Why did God raise Jesus from the dead? Wasn't his death payment enough? So if if Jesus died on the cross and his death was the payment, why go through all this rigmarole and all of this ruckus and make a show of a resurrection? I mean, after all, Jesus died. Couldn't he have just gone up into heaven, sat at the right hand of God the Father, ruled over everything? I mean, what is what is such a big deal about the resurrection? So, Great question. I'm going to rap the answer. Um, it's going to be amazing. I don't know if you guys ever knew it. I have a career as a rapper. Um, I lied. Um, I don't. Um, anyway, so. I, I, I was looking forward to hearing a rapper. <laughs> to fulfill the scripture and its promises. That's I'm really the worst rapper, whitest guy on the planet. Let's just be honest. Okay. So number one is to, five reasons. Number one, to fulfill scriptures and the prophecies, right? And so one of the things that God wants to do is to make sure that he always keeps his word. So there had to be a resurrection because he promised that there would be. And 1 Corinthians 15.3 says, I deliver to you as of first importance what I also received, that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day, in accordance with the scriptures. So Jesus needed to be raised from the dead because the Old Testament um, had a view that the Messiah would be not only a suffering servant who would be killed, but also reign for all of eternity. Well, how can you be killed and yet reign for all of eternity? Well, you must rise from the dead. There you go. And so there is this oomph, this like thrust in the Old Testament toward um, a dead, raised, glorious, eternally reigning Messiah. Number two, um, to proclaim publicly before all of humanity, especially, and all of angels and demons, the authenticity of what happened on the cross. Okay. So Acts 17, Paul is preaching to a bunch of non-Christians. And here's what he says, uh, the time of ignorance, God overlooked, but now he commands, I love this word. He mm-hmm. commands all people everywhere to repent. Why? Because he's fixed a day on which he will judge the world in righteousness by a man. Tim, who's the man? Jesus. Jesus, whom he appointed. And of this, he has given assurance to all by raising him from the dead. So the resurrection Resurrection. of Jesus was done by the Father to authenticate who Jesus is and that he truly is different than any other man. He's the God man, fully God, fully man who has authority over all things, even the authority to judge. Amen. And that's what he's going to do. Number three, Mm -hmm. to proclaim victory to angels and to people. First Peter chapter three, verses 18 and 19. Here's what um, Peter says for Christ also suffered once for sins the righteous for the unrighteous. Why? That he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but being made alive in the spirit. So the Holy Spirit uh, at the command of God, the father raised Jesus from the dead. And here's what it says in which he, Jesus went and proclaimed 
to the spirits in prison. Now, lots of debate over who the spirits in prison are. Um, I believe on Good Friday, this passage will come up, and I'll tell you what I think it means. Um, but it's either going to be um, demons in, in hell, if you will, or it's going to be people who have reject, rejected Jesus, or it's going to be people who um, trusted in God and are waiting to be freed from some kind of netherworld, if you will. Um, either way, Jesus goes in and he's like, deuces, I won. There like, you go. Y'all lose if you're on my team victorious you thought it was victory ha 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 right and then in uh first um i would say not first corinthians in colossians it says this he disarmed the rulers and authorities and put them to open shame how by triumphing over them in him and so the resurrection was a triumph over um, the demonic realm over satan's plans and schemes and so the resurrection was this public declaration that jesus wins Everybody else loses. Satan and his enemies lose. They lose. You're done. Like you thought you won when you had the Roman guards, you know, execute Jesus and nail him to a cross. Sorry, Charlie. Mm -hmm. That actually was a part of a much bigger plan that you probably didn't realize. And now Jesus wins and he gets to free people. Number four, to confirm and guarantee our future resurrection. So I don't know about you, Tim. I don't want to be in this body forever. No. Can I get an amen? (laughs) I want a new body. The older I get, the better the body I want. That's right. I want a body that's perpetually 23, 24 years old, full head of hair. For me, actually, that would be like 18, full <laughs> head of hair, you know, no hair on my back. haha. And uh, so I want to know that there will be a future resurrection. Well, the way God has confirmed that there will be a future resurrection is by raising Jesus from the dead. And uh, Paul calls it. First fruits. Now, our, our audience may not know this, but first fruits um, happened three days, the Sunday, the Passover, if you will, after what we know as Good Friday. Mm-hmm. So you would have Passover and then you would have three days later, first fruits. And here's what would happen you would give the first and the best of your harvest um, to God. And then that would be the first of many more offerings to come. That's right. So Jesus is called the first fruits. He was the first to resurrect. He was an offering by God um, before all of humanity as a promise. This is my first and my best, and there's more to come. So here's what 1 Corinthians 15, 20 says. But in fact, Christ has been raised from the dead the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. And then Paul goes on in 1 Corinthians 15 to basically say, um, because Jesus was raised, there are many more coming after him. He Amen, is that's right. He's the first fruit. So finally, number five, uh, I won't wrap this. Uh, <laughs> he was raised uh, to declare before angels, demons, all of humanity and all of creation. He has once and for all defeated death. Death is his servant. He does not submit to death. Um, He holds, I love this, Revelation says, the keys to death and to Hades, meaning he controls who dies when, death doesn't control him, and he controls Hades, the location of the afterlife where people go. He is in control and in charge. And so I think God the Father is confirming and declaring. Those would be the two big words um, uh, as we think about the resurrection of Jesus Christ. He's confirmed to be the Son of God in power, declared to have authority over all things, all angels, and has put in death and submission to himself. All of this because of the resurrection. 
No, no resurrection. He's just another dead guy in the ground. That's right. That's right. I just love what Paul said in 1 Corinthians. You, you mentioned 1 Corinthians 15, and his whole argument in 1 Corinthians 15 is the importance of the resurrection. And he says in verse 12, now if Christ is proclaimed as raised from the dead, how can some of you say that there is no resurrection of the dead? And then he makes all these uh, very logical arguments for why it is so logical that Christ died, was buried, and was raised. And he he makes this statement that has gripped me at the core for many years because he says, if Christ, if in Christ we have hope of this life only, we are of all people most to be pitied. pitied. Hmm. And it just shows how important it is for the whole scheme of God that Christ died on the cross, was buried, and was raised, and that raising him from the dead validates our salvation, his work on the cross, and it gives us the hope that you mentioned just a minute ago about the first fruits that he he demonstrated that many more will be raised in him in the future. And as Paul is saying, because that is true, we don't have to be pitied. We can be the most excited and the most joyous of all people yep. because our faith is based on fact and based on the resurrection of Christ. Yep. We might look at God and say, you know, could you really raise my ashes from dirt to new life? And God demonstrates his power by raising Jesus from the dead. If I can raise Jesus from the dead, I can certainly raise you from the dead. Amen. Amen. Can't wait for a new body. Bring it on. Let's do this. Looking forward to the resurrection. Mm -hmm. Thanks for joining us today. It's been a pleasure to speak with you about the resurrection and the importance of Christ coming back from the grave after three days. Listeners, if you don't have plans for Good Friday, please join us at Village Church of Bartlett at 3.30 or 5 p.m. And then if you don't have Easter plans, we have three services that we would love to see you at any of those, 8 a.m., 9.30 a.m., and 11 a.m. Listeners, please do us three favors. What's the first one, Michael? Please submit your questions. And where do they go to do that? www.vcob.org. On the homepage, you'll see a button that says Village Church Q&A Podcast. Click it and you can submit your questions. All right. right there. Do us a second favor. And it is what, Michael? Share it. Share it, share it, share it. And number three, what please do we want you to do? Please rate and review it. Please join us next time when we ask the question, where was Jesus before the resurrection? Where was Jesus before the resurrection?